Curious what's in Luoch's coffin? It's Panacone. Welcome to Trailblazer Talk. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. And Miu. Hey, yo. Tony's out sick today, but I'm sure he's listening to this podcast right now. Being such <laughs> well, maybe not right host. now, but maybe in the future. <laughs> that, that is a good point, because as we've discussed, these podcasts are always in the past, but you get to listen to them in the future. Uh, unlike visiting, so cool. <laughs> un- unlike visiting Penacony, that's way in the future. <laughs> Infinity. We'll get there eventually. End of time. <laughs> maybe in two years. Maybe in four. You know. <laughs> so, uh, as always, we want to touch on some of the different uh, areas that we might spoil a bit today. Uh, today, we're going to be going over the Foxian Tale of the Hunted, the the first part of uh, the current patch. So if you haven't completed the first part, uh, I'd encourage you to like, go, play through, come back afterwards. I think We're the probably... name itself is Sonjern's Ghastly Reverie. Yes. Reverie. Yeah. Reverie. Ah, yes. We, we got there eventually. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> that week break really just throws us off. But I oh, hope definitely. all you guys had a good Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. and a good Thursday if you're not. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, how was everybody's uh, Thanksgiving? Nice and relaxing, thank you. We didn't do much, which is always my favorite. How about you guys? I found my oven uh, isn't working correctly on Thanksgiving. Oh, no! <laughs> That's a terrible time to find uh, uh, that out. I'm trying to bake some cookies, and like the, they're not cooking. And I'm like, the, the oven itself was not quite a, was like half the, like the top coils were working, but not the bottom coils. So Oof. it wasn't really heating up properly. Yeah, that was that was fun. Awesome. Look, it was just cookies and not the uh, you know, the turkey itself. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran into my own set of uh, Thanksgiving problems. My uh, turkey was absolutely not thawed out, so that that was oh, no. an adventure. <laughs> See, this is but, why I just made pasta instead. <laughs> uh, that's that's the that's the way to do it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of other seasonal things, uh, something we've been seeing a lot in our Discord channel is people posting their uh, Spotify Wrapped, which goes over a lot of the top content that they've uh, been listening to over this past year. And I've got to say, it feels great to see so many people posting us and uh, having us uh, near the top of your lists. It means a lot. <laughs> Crazy. I didn't like I. I never even thought about that, even though, like, I'm always super excited for my Spotify wrapped. A friend sent me a screenshot of hers, and it was it, her top podcast, and I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all very, very much for having us in your Spotify wrapped. Uh, it's really, really kind of humbling to see it. Like, I keep blinking at my phone every time I see the notification of you guys posting them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always just amazed how many people are... Uh... You know, not just listening to us, but coming back week after week. <laughs> Very surreal. It is amazing. Far more exceeds our expectations, really. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, we'd be doing this even if we had, like, no listeners just because it's fun. But it's it's kind of crazy how many of you guys enjoy us. And we thank you very much. <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to chat with us some on our Discord, you can always reach out to us at trailblazer.talk.podcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you a uh, Discord invite on over. 
We we also have a Twitter account at Star Rail Podcast. I read that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we do look at that on occasion. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dis- Discord. That's that's the place where all the cool kids are. So, uh, Foxian Tale of the Haunted. What, what was what were some reactions to this this event? I was not expecting to like uh, Gwenaifen uh, as much as I did, but I adore her. <laughs> she is so funny. Oh yeah, I I think she's great. I I feel like in many ways she's uh, she's better Shushang. <laughs> yeah. <she's- laughs> yeah. She's definitely the highlight of the quest for me. <laughs> I feel like I always enjoyed a Mr. Tail. Oh yeah, the, the, the buddy cop like duo between Mr. <laughs> Tail and Wawa was so unexpected. I I thought that was great. I mean, I thought we got some of that in the, some of the trailers leading up to this, but kind of seeing it full on was a uh, also continually entertaining. Yes, they're so funny together and. I, I think they have a very sweet friendship, like it unexpectedly wholesome. <laughs> He's the best bad friend you can have. Exactly. Only I can be mean to her. <laughs> like that just gets me every time in any like it's one of my favorite tropes. It's so funny. Nothing nothing quite like having a, a, a Sundara tail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there there's a a, a lot of fun little uh, events and side segments as uh, as as part of this this series. Um, how how do people think about some of the little areas? Like we had mazes, we had like deductions. What what were people's favorite parts? Mazes were a lot of fun. I'm really big on mazes, like as puzzles in general. So I really enjoyed those. I thought they were well made and just fun to mess around in. I actually thought that the one of the more interesting things was the new mechanic they were doing in the combat, where you had to try interrupt and like act at a very specific time. Yeah, that unfortunately, was cool. <laughs> I mean, I do like it, but it also unfortunately means I it probably have to miss not miss those chances. I have to turn on slow mode. I mean, normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I I, th- I thought the the changes in combat were were interesting i i don't know how i i feel about it at least from my team because i i find i could kind of ignore the mechanics a lot <laughs> for like uh, experienced players yeah. it might be nice though <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i just shifted my team slightly to bring in bronya so i have more chances of interrupting and doing stuff like that yeah, I, I would also uh, bring Branya into my team if, if I had Branya. Maybe one day. <laughs> well, you get your three hundred, right? Speaking <laughs> speaking of just characters, uh, did did either of you decide to to pull on this banner? Did you get anything good? Nope, I what? did not because uh, Genshin has wiped me out of my gotcha savings for the time being, so I got to to be nice to the wallet for a little bit. You don't have a separate wallet for the Star Rail? (laughs) If I had a separate wallet for Star Rail, I'd be broke 24-7. It reminds me of that that meme where it's... uh... Like this, this guy trying to stack things into a bookshelf or something, and it says things like, 
you know, sleep, eating, video games, work. And he, he can't fit them all into the box, but he looks at sleep and he's like, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just pulled all that. That's just really neat. Exactly it's just like, right. yeah, like rent. I don't need to pay rent. Who needs <laughs> to pay rent? It's 2023. We've moved past the need for rent as a society. <laughs> Yeah, I did I had, uh, a pull for the banner through, but not for yeah. Poho, for her light cone. For oh, really? Light cone specifically. Yeah, it felt like it because the light cone actually makes it if your other party members use their ultimate, they also get bonuses and buffs and healing. So I figured this would be better for Lynx than uh, than what she currently has. That in in a lot of ways makes sense. Like the the light cone banners are actually at a point that it makes sense to go for them, unlike over in Genshin. Yeah, so I, for sure. I, I can't blame you, yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard to not think that from playing Genshin and doing that. Also, it's like, isn't it like a 75-25 split? Yeah, it's, it's a 75-25, so you're, you're way more likely to get it. I, I'd say that even, even the 25% light cones, like, some of them are pretty good, like, regardless. So yeah. It's it's easier to not lose essentially. Yeah. I'm I'm really curious how that's going to continue as things move on because especially like I think a lot about um my Kafka pulls because I had I had planned to pull for her and the light cone and it it makes her a much better character. Like I I know it was the same way for with um Zila like the last banner, I was only pulling on the light cone, and it it didn't work out for me, so I was a little disappointed. Ouch! Yeah, th this time I I did uh, go after uh, Hua Hua, and it it didn't work out for me. Uh, for those of you in Discord, you saw that I got another uh, Velt Eidolon. So yeah, I mean better than a Pela Eidolon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you need any more of those. <laughs> Ever, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. This this banner was kind of weird, because I, I feel like the other characters on this banner were just not worth pulling for. They were pretty bad. It definitely was a discouragement for trying to get her if you didn't really need her or wanted her. That's basically why I decided to opt out. I just I don't need her and I don't I don't I like her but I don't love her enough to want to pull for her so alas the lack of yeah. other characters kind of sealed the deal for me. That's Which is fair. why I kind of looked at the uh, light cone was because of that. Fair. <laughs> so I um maybe shifting things back to the the story a bit. I really loved the idea of the uh the heliobus and just so sort of the the concept around them because I think that it once again showed like some of the flaws that we see in the Ciencio Lafu and the way they like manage their government, right? Yeah. Like, just to have these sort of energy spirits that they don't want to deal with, it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, we'll just you know put them into our engines. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> And yeah. once, once we've got that, we'll just leave them there forever. 
it's it's not slavery or anything. They're just fuel. And also the whole there's something that really bothered me about the whole uh don't bring your culture from other worlds here. Like at the beginning when she was calling them ghosts. I mm-hmm. was like, that's how you stagnate as a society. <laughs> That's generally what happens, I would imagine, if you were effectively, well, not immortal, but incredibly long-living. Yeah, it's just, it shocked Mm. me. Because I was like, well, if you live for so long, wouldn't you want to hear other places out? See how other people, like, other people survive? See how you can incorporate that into your own world and survival? But, nope. And that that just was a really interesting bit of uh, world characterization to me. Yeah, we we saw some some more of that too. Just uh, I don't know inconsistencies in how people were uh, handling things uh, with the conversation that later occurs between uh, the party and uh, Jing Yuan. Like to to the point that I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> so um, there's that section where they're all chatting because they're trying to convince Jing Yuan to uh, uh, come and talk to to Cirrus. And they're just like, oh, yeah, well, the last general, uh, you know, ha- had this tiff with uh, uh, Firinox. Is that the guy's name? Or Ninigringum. There was like the, the, the union of them all. And it start mm. with an I. Yeah. In no, you're right. Yeah. Because uh, Firinox is her. Tail, right? No, that Furion is just some other dude. Is the <laughs> ah, okay. Conf- confusing, confusing myself. Too many names. <laughs> anyway, some, some, somebody else. I think, I think you're right. Like Ignatius, Ig, Ig something. Let's see, man. Notes. Anyway, that Ignamar. other, that other Ignamar. spooky ghost, Ignamar. Yes. Ah, you found it. Thank I you. remember things. <clears throat> so, um, Jing Yuan is basically talking about Ignamar, and at one point he says, like, I must say, it seems a bit unfair that I should assume the debt for a conflict I had no part in. It's like, And then you can respond to it, and Jing Yuan will just be like, precisely, in principle, the instigator should bear the burden still. It's like, bro, were you there last patch? <laughs> Were you there like, when you asked everyone to deal with this? <laughs> You're very it's, it's critical. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like I'm I'm gonna have everyone else, you know, be- bear the sins of the father, but not me. <laughs> I, I'm me. too busy. Yeah, I'm I'm too busy taking naps and eating chess pieces. <laughs> and I mean, good for him for having that agenda for himself. I I gotta respect it. But yeah, that was an interesting scene for sure. He must be the most hypocritical person on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think a lot of the characterization that we got this uh, this patch was really interesting. Like, I enjoyed uh, Cirrus. He's terrible. I I love that creature. <laughs> <laughs> Awful and evil mean creature. Yeah, I also appreciated being able to uh, get to know the judges a bit more, understand yep. like more about them. Because I, I think that that has been sometimes a, a problem with new character introductions, that 
we don't have enough context to care about them. Yeah. Uh, like we're definitely going to care more about these characters going into upcoming uh, banners, which I, I certainly appreciated. So it, it, it sounded like for, for most of us, um, L little guy was the, uh, the, the, the real queen of the story was, was yeah, that was sort of the, the case? <laughs> <laughs> she was my MVP for sure. She was so, she just has so much personality. She's very lively. She's hilarious. Um, I, I just, she's so funny when she's on screen, she really just like commands your attention and shout out to her English voice actor, which I was playing in English. Um, her English voice actor did such a phenomenal job too of like portraying that such a blast <laughs> i think we were talking about this a little bit in in the pre-show but this is the first patch really since the museum event that feels like it's it's got a lot of substance yeah to it. i mean pokemon so the pokemon had a do. lot <laughs> the pokemon had a lot to do but not as much maybe not as much story as it is in uh in this one yeah, I, I think that's fair. There, there's definitely lots of things to go work on, but uh, it, it definitely still maintained that uh, uh, that that Pokemon quality of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and con considering I uh, was looking at my uh, Nintendo Switch the other day, and it was like, yeah, you haven't turned your Switch on in six months, and the last thing you played was Scarlet. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I write fan fiction, you know? They give us good ideas. They don't fully realize them because the story is for, supposed to be for all ages. Then I have to go and write it myself. <laughs> Thankfully, Star Rail has prevented me from doing that this patch, and I thank it very much because I only have so much time in a day. <laughs> You're not going to start uh, fan fiction yourself as a, uh Ethereum uh, trainer? <laughs> Maybe for April Fools. <laughs> I choose you, oh Albert. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can I have Sirius as a Pokemon? Does that count? <laughs> I'll have him as my Pokemon companion. <laughs> I really liked that terrible little ghost. <laughs> oh, be careful! Uh, she might p make you her uh, poke your Pokemon. She'll just, it'll be like Sabrina from the olden days. Sarah's can just control me. It's fine. <laughs> what did you guys think of the, uh, on the quest though, also, what did you guys think mm -hmm. of the mirrors? Oh, with the, the fake ones yes. you were trying to find who the, the real one was? Yes. Yeah, that was a, a little interesting. They, I feel like they could have gone a little bit further with that, but it was definitely uh, at least pay attention to those, I suppose. <laughs> I thought, I wish they had done it in a way that wasn't quite so repetitive, I guess. Um, mostly with the voice lines, but it was still, I thought it was an interesting way to show um, the relationship with Huo Huo and the like other judges. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I, te I tend to agree. I I really liked that segment. If if anything, I feel like that segment could have gone longer. To be perfectly honest, mm -hmm. um, 
but then again, like, you know, I, I really like visual novels and things like that. And I just want a, uh, a, a star rail based, uh, Phoenix, Wright. So that is so <laughs> understandable. <laughs> we got hints of that in our Valley or all Valley. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, ba- based on our, our previous conversation, apparently I need to go play, uh, uh tears of Themis if I want more, uh, Hoyo verse, uh, uh, mysteries, but yeah, go date some attorneys. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll, uh, I'll I'll stick to coffee talk too. More coffee than ever. <laughs> Suit yourself. Uh, as out. always, not not sponsored by coffee talk. Uh, not sponsored by Tears of Themis either, and everyone should play <laughs> that. Keep my surfers running, please. <laughs> Coffee Talk is available on Game Pass. Not sponsored by Game Pass. <laughs> please sponsor us. Yeah, please sponsor us. I don't want to pay for my Game Pass anymore. We're cheap. What else were the favorite parts of the first part of the quest for you guys? Uh, honestly... I think a lot of it came down to Huahua and, and Tails' interactions. Like, I I always enjoy when we're putting characters together that are interacting with each other, and especially when it's not just like, oh, everything's great, let's have fun. Like, I, I appreciate the conflict between them. Hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll say beyond that, just the setting. I feel like the new area was so successful as a set piece whereas um the uh oh what's what's the uh the rivers where the vidiara uh like go for rebirth oh the that, water that scape, the gorge yeah or... yeah 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 Sc- scale scale gorge waterscape that sounds about right Sure. Um, that's enough yeah. words that seem that's, similar. That's, 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 got a bu- that's got a bunch of spacey words in it. Um, I feel like that was a zone that basically had two very interesting set pieces, and I didn't really care about the rest, right? Like, it didn't... I don't know why it didn't feel as thematic for me as this new zone does. Like, I feel like the the theming is really good on this one. Yeah, I think a lot of it's the lighting that they used. It's uh, it, it's got that really kind of almost eerie vibe to it, and mm-hmm. it suited the story very well, and it kind of made everyone pop in it. Um, while I feel like the the gorge was like it was almost too complicated, so you kind of lost the characters when you were looking at it. While this was just simple enough that they seemed to really stand out against it. Thinking about it more, and I, I, I want to promise everyone, I'm not trying to approach this with a pun, but it's going to be a pun. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Let me sit down. So, like, the, the, the Scale Gorge Waterscape is basically dead. <laughs> Unlike the place with the dead people. And the, the, I think the, the actual reason for it is, even when you're, like, walking around post-quest and, and that sort of thing... Uh, you can overhear the different heliobi like talking to each other about things. So like stuff is happening in like 
there's conversations that you can like hear when you walk by. Like I, I really appreciate when you're um, in other places in the law foo and you can like catch those snippets of conversations and stuff. Like it just, it makes it feel more like a real place, I guess, yes, than just sure. yeah, a, a maze you wander around and then go punch a thing. I thought the gorge had some like whales or fish or something that would like ghost fish that would kind of swim out of the, the water, but it may have missed me remembering that. But that, yeah. Yeah. I, that that might happen. Uh, but I do agree with you that there's a little more interest, like uh, listening to those than, than that, but. Maybe it might just be that like, it feels like a place. And what I mean by that is if you think about when you go to like like Zen in the first Half Life as an example, right? It doesn't feel like a place because it's just like here's some floating stuff and like gaps and walls and hop from you know thing to thing. Like it's not interesting because it doesn't feel real. Whereas this feels more like a place that could actually exist in the Sciencia La Fu and like it's it's decayed over time just because its its purpose has changed over time. Andrew, what were some of the things that you liked most about the uh, the, the, the story or, or even just the, the patch in general? I mean, I feel like we kind of already gone over most of it. Like, I was definitely enjoying the tail ho-ho dynamic the most of, of that bit. How how far did people get into uh, uh, part two? I'll say for for myself, I've only done a little bit of uh, the the second part th thus far. A little ways in. I don't know what you're qualifying as a little though, because I don't know how long this goes on. <laughs> I did just check my uh, progress towards getting the self modeling resin, and I'm like ten out of twenty two. So that's kind of my progress there. Is so that like about halfway? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely much earlier into it. I've only done the the first couple uh, quests, so I met things like chest ghosts. Chest ghosts. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a, a mile of music. Have they keep finding minor puzzles to add into the into the game? It's great. I love the amount of variation that we get for the puzzles, to be honest, and just events in general. It feels like they're really trying to do different things a lot, which I certainly appreciate. Yeah, I, I think it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I think those off-the-wall or just, you know, different sort of events are always a lot more fun in this type of game. Like, I, I think about things in Genshin, like the... Uh, the the hide and seek game as an example. Yes. That that that's a ton of fun. I think they've done a much better job in Star Rail in coming up with side events that are like mostly winners. Um <laughs> like when I think about things like the um the Lantern Rite Festival in Genshin where like you're just turning the object to try to make a shadow or something. It's like, that's what you got for the next week. Go make a shadow. It's like, it's kind of fun, but 
It's only a couple minutes of content. Like, yeah. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the only really bad event, I think, was the first, uh, uh, like, combat uh, ring. What was that thing even called? I can't remember. The, the wrestling one. The Bulber yeah. Fest. The Bulber yeah. Fest. Like, yeah. And, uh, and it was bad because it was zero story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like the only high- reason it was bad. The gameplay would have been fine if it had something interesting with it. <laughs> like, it would be much better if, like, they should have introduced Luca in there first, yes. there. And that would have been perfect for him. Just to, Even if you don't actually get to pull him, just that he's there, he exists, he's, like, you challenge him to, his, like, the final match or something. Yeah, he should have been the boss. That would have been really fun. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that would have fixed things uh, uh, quite a bit better. It's it's funny though because we've had so many of these interim patches. I wonder what the experience will be like for um, players coming back to some of this stuff for the first time. Because what's what's different this time around with Genshin, or, sorry, with Star Rail over Genshin, is you're going to be able to experience a lot of the uh, the events because they're they're still uh, stored, right? So like people can go back and do the um, Museum, the museum quest, even though they they won't get the the rewards. I wonder if, say, like a year from now, if the tone shifts are just going to feel like really jarring. <laughs> well, you probably do unlock them in a specific order. Like you're not gonna, you'll get the museum bit first, and you'll get the, you know, the Arm Valley, and then the the uh, ghost hunting. Like you'll unlock them all in order. But I am kind of curious, like. How do those experiences hold up when you, you don't have the same amount of rewards as you're getting when you're fresh? Yeah. Or when you're... Like, did did any of you play Final Fantasy fourteen? No. no. I know what okay. kind of person I'll become if I play that game, <laughs> so I haven't played it. <laughs> uh, you should definitely play Final Fantasy fourteen. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I, I know, like, a, a consistent complaint with with final fantasy 14 is um the period of t- uh like the, the the set of quest lines that you had to sort of complete before going to the next expansion could sometimes feel pretty brutal for some players like i i enjoyed doing it so it wasn't a big deal for me but i know it's a common complaint i i wonder if that'll be a uh i don't know like a a challenge or something for people uh, so like like, you probably don't have to complete the museum to progress to the the next story bit. But how much of Arm Alley or the ghost hunting do you exactly have to get to Penacony? I yeah. mean, all besides all of it, because you know, Penacony is infinite from now. But it's actually fake. We're never going to Penacony. <laughs> we'll get there. The plane blows up. It's it's all it's all gone. <laughs> Because there, there, there's, there's certainly like you know quest lines and things locking down in Azuma. Um, I don't know. Are you going to have to go hunt ghosts for a couple hours before you go to Pentagoni? You know, a handful of months from now. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's interesting. That I actually hadn't thought about that like at all. But, huh? I don't think they'd make it so you had to do these little, like, these events before you go to the next area. I just, I can't see them locking it like that. 
I think it, it's true that you'll probably unlock them in order. Like you'll unlock the museum first and you won't be able to unlock the next one until you finish the museum and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't, I don't think that'll lock you out from the main story. Well, I mean, it, I guess we'll know a year from now because that's about when I expect Panacone to launch. But uh... <laughs> I was going to say, I guess we'll actually never know because we're never <laughs> going there. I mean, but but Mia, if you want to go uh, double or, or nothing on, on the next patch, I mean, we're we're at a uh, a pale of sticker right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll pass. But that's a really kind offer of you. <laughs> so I guess there were like two more things I can have a remark on of what I've played so far in part two. One was when we uh, go to the the Divinity Commission, and was like, oh no, there ghosts in the or Heliobus in the in the causing problems there. We get a call Quinchini to tell her to not come to work. It's like this is like that she needs any convincing. <laughs> I I literally sat just cracked up. At that uh, that that revelation that we're, that's what we're trying to do was convince her to not show up <laughs> to, to work. work. I think I I got to the end of this bit, and I think my favorite part of it was that at the very end of the stuff with the divination commission and Jingfei, she's like, "Great, I'm resigned. I can get all my severance." And Fujuan was like, "What are you talking about? Like you're." what are you doing? No, you're working still. And she's so distraught over the fact that she wasn't just fired and it killed me. And then she's... fired without cause. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's so real. She's like, I have my whole life ahead of me. I can make a game parlor. I can live off the, the profits from the game parlor forever. I never have to lift a finger again in my life. <laughs> like I was crying laughing. She is so funny. I love her so much. Uh, all about that uh, Ching Chui uh, spirit animal? Yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> in case you anyone who listens to this podcast had forgotten, which I'm assuming none of you have, she is best girl, and you should pull for her at any time <laughs> she's on a banner. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a bit, a little bit further on where there's someone that was asking about this lamentably pill of cruelty that you can offer someone and it's like like it just drains them of all emotion and happiness and memories like this is what? really dark it's that someone, would, that someone would even like consider this it's like some kind of like almost essentially suicide without you know dying almost but wow, as that if sounds miserable yeah it was way darker than i was expecting that uh this to go Huh. Well, for our for our millennial friends, if you just go to the Ciencia Lafu, you can go pick yourself up a uh, longevity pill of cruelty. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it. Clearly, that's all what we need right now to survive in everyday life. <laughs> oh, actually, it's apparently a normal consumable item as well. Oh, good. We can just take them. That's excellent news. Where where do I get some pills that are just like head empty, no thoughts? <laughs> that also sounds great right about now. That's what I need. Yeah, like here's a, a excerpt from this. Uh, the Alchemy Commission ordered him to take the longevity pill of cruelty that deprived him of love and desire until his demise. 
in preparation of being Marastruct. Wow. Like, yeah, that's real dark. But yeah, that was kind of the last thing I wanted to remark about what I saw there was that. <laughs> Backing up a little bit to what I have done, I will also say that um, with the Divination Commission stuff, I I really liked the overall tone of that section. <laughs> I just thought it was a perfect mix of like, Ex like very good humor and also just like nice meaningful messages it was just it was a really wholesome section of the quest I really enjoyed that part I did also appreciate what uh, Jinyon kind of says about uh, about uh, free will in the face of prophecy and divination which is kind of just like hey, how you compared to it's a story you know how it's going to end but you still enjoy the, tr the the journey. Right. It's still like, the journey is the important part, not the destination. It doesn't matter if your destination is predetermined. I really appreciated that. It, it's a nice little message to throw in there. I, I, I wonder how long it will take to get to the, the end of our respective journeys in Star Rail. Because, um, have have any of the other Hoyo games like I, I guess third impact kind of got to something resembling an end at some point that still hasn't happened in Genshin yet. I mean, isn't Genshin, Genshin like X out of? Yeah, Genshin has like a very set endpoint, so we'll get there eventually. Like, how many of the MacGuffins have been? Have you lost? MacGuffins have been lost. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, because... Uh... You're, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> like the Gnosis, it... or whatever they're called? Yes. The yeah, no, Gnosis. Yeah. Yep, it, just, it, it does strike me that, yeah, we, we've got quite a, a long journey ahead of ourselves, right, as, as things move forward. I, th I think that is the, the biggest challenge for me with live service games. Where even like right now, I'm I'm working through uh, Final Fantasy uh, 15, I suppose, and I don't know. I think that to like 100% get a game, maybe that's like 150 hours. What does this say? A lot, probably. What does the internet say? I guess actually no. So completionist for 15 is apparently 98 hours. Yeah, 15 is a lot more. Game. I believe that it's like 90-something hours. Um, but yeah, at least with those games, you kind of know like a good stopping point. With something like Star Rail, there isn't really a true stopping point. And even unlike with Genshin, where we know that it's going to have a certain endpoint and we will get there in a set number of years, with Star Rail, we actually have no idea. Like, I hadn't really thought about that, but we really don't have a map in the same way. There's no number of MacGuffins that we're trying to acquire or not acquire. <laughs> like, we, we we don't know. We don't even have a map to where we're going. At least Genshin. Yeah. Once we have, once we lose the 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 gnosis <laughs> and met all the archons, uh, then probably the big finale is going to happen. But 
I don't know how that form, how that's going to translate or not translate, but like how that structure is going to be in Star Rail. Yeah, I have no good guesses either. Like it's, we're still on the Luofu, like we haven't left. I don't know how many places we're supposed to go. And they're really vague about how long the journey is supposed to take. There's no like, there's no mention of it in game. There's no specific number of places that we need to stop. I mean, so, yeah, we could probably. Wonder. I mean, there's probably if we're gonna interact with a lot of the major paths. I would think so. But that might be the only thing I can think of. And maybe like we even had this one where we had the conflict with the Lafu and Harmony, like uh, the hunt and Harmony. Yeah. And I think I made the interesting remark. Well, I like the idea of like, what if we reverse it, where now suddenly Harmony's the good guys and the hunt's the bad guys of abundance. You mean? So yes. No, you're fine. Just making sure. No, that is. <laughs> I like, Did I miss something major? <laughs> no, no, yeah, because Harmony's a uh, Pentecody. <laughs> yes, but yeah, which we'll never get to. Never get to, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I I do wonder if they'll actually start combining them because we don't we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's your yeah. guess? Something that I, I was thinking a little bit about uh, just now was, well, how many different um, like playable paths do we have, right? And um, the ones that we have right now, the, the seven are Destruction, Haunt, Erudition, Harmony, Nihility, Preservation, and Abundance, right? That's seven, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. <laughs> Amongst these seven. So... Like one of my thoughts would be that uh, you know Estelle needs to go die, uh, you know, six more times, <laughs> right? Until they introduce a new path. Well, no, that, but that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm sort of thinking. Mm. That, like that last, because she's already died twice, right? Like the first time when she basically uh, uh, got hit by the the Doomsday Beast or whatever, and her Dalaran was about to explode. And then the second time when um, uh, Kakolia uh, killed her. Yes. Yep. So, like, my my thought is that she would have five more fifth, uh, five more deaths to basically collect the other, you know, paths. But then maybe one more death that unlocks like super cell. Like, <laughs> yeah, like something, like some some specialized path. There's some brand new thing that only she can take. The path right. of the trailblazer. Exactly. She becomes Akavili 2.0. I'd buy that. Better and more raccoon know. than ever. <laughs> <laughs> she literally jumps out of a trash can. A cosmic trash can. Oh, God. That would be an awesome ultimate. <laughs> yeah, there are other paths that we've seen in the similar universe that they could potentially introduce if they wanted to if they but they're kind of like the past and the simulated universe are more of a mixture of more than kind of they are in of the character paths yeah i i'm curious if they would ever do more paths because um i think the thing that would make that pretty complicated as well is they'd also have to bring out like entire new sets of light cones like I, I don't know how they would manage that without giving people a couple free four star uh I mean, like when they light put cones a 
show, they basically gave you a couple of free things. But again, it's not the like you're saying the light cones would be the big issue, I think. The I think the other the other thing with the, the, the paths though too is like unlike just uh like Dendro, which was creating a new element, they also try to have some type of thematic play style. Mm -hmm. So I'd I'd be curious like what would be the new theme that would come out of that. Yeah, I don't know, because like you see that like I kind of feel like the same way, but then they did path of propagation, which kind of introduced mm -hmm. the whole bit improved basic attacks. So I mean maybe there's a uh, creative way where they can try and do it. Maybe like a, I don't know, a jack of all trades or something, but not really uh, very effective at any of them, but I don't know. The, actually, actually the, the more and more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm thinking that it would actually be really hard to to do because um, just introducing a new path would also require you to come up with a whole bunch of new stuff for simulated universe and any other sort of like related content like that. Yeah, I don't know how they would. You, someone have to yeah. sit there and think for a long time to come up <laughs> with something to. That might be compelling. Well, maybe, maybe that'll have to be for a uh, future episode where we all uh, sit down and come up with our new path ideas. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think that'll about uh, call it for today's episode of uh, Trailblazer Talk. Hope you have a uh, great time out there catching those spooky ghosts blazing new trails. We'll see you again next week. Bye, all. Bye. Bye.